good whatever time of the day it is you happen to be listening to this podcast, which is the PA Podcast Express. Adam Filkins along with Phil Nickel, and we are excited to be here. We are extremely excited to be here. That's the PA Podcast Express, as Adam alluded to. You can email us at Pablo November Alpha, that's PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com, or our other handle, which is Pineapple Nipple Arsehole. That's Arsehole, A R S E Hole. At gmail.com. Only because we couldn't get the other. The asshole. A lot of people were very disappointed. Well, we kind of got jilted, I feel. A little bit. A little bit. I mean, sometimes censorship makes no sense whatsoever. No, we we should not have been censored there. I mean, it it was appropriate for us. (sighs) It's it's very on brand is how I feel. Uh, And having to use the word arsehole, I don't know if that adds to the appeal or lessens the appeal, but... It's still memorable, which it's, is what we really wanted. But. And I don't even know. I, the night that I actually said, you know, the phonetic alphabet of pineapple nipple asshole, it just sort of happens. But this is, uh, you know, uh, we go with arsehole instead. <laughs> nicely done. Very nicely done. Up in the production values here at the PNA Podcast Express. Yes, we have a trombonist in the house. <laughs> we obviously. do. We, <laughs> we fire him up every single time. We're going to have the sad trombone here tonight. I, was that, is that Dizzy Gillespie? Is that, I, I mean, th- I know he was a trumpet player, but. <laughs> well, he can probably. I'm sure he's probably damn good at trombone. Those too. brass instruments were always, you know. The slide trombone, it's, uh, it's probably not much of a departure. I can tell you through experience that the mouthpiece is much larger for a trombone than it is for a trumpet because I have these big, uh, big mouth, big lips, and I tried playing the trumpet to start off with, and they said, you might be better suited for the trombone. So I end up playing the trombone in junior high band, albeit poorly, and uh, here we are. Well, you know, I started out on the trumpet. Mm-hmm. I moved to baritone, I moved to tuba. I was always told that trombone would be the best for me because mm-hmm. I've got good pitch. And then I was uh, not real happy with our our orchestral director at the time. Ah. and Was uh, it creative differences? It was, we had a family tragedy on the night of a football game. Oh, this went dark in a hurry. Okay. <laughs> and not not like horrendous tragedy, like, okay. a, like a death, but like real, an accident or something? A, a real close, could have been really bad yeah. um, type of thing. So we, my mom gets me out of school, all that stuff. Well, he calls the next day, and he's like, on Friday, and we're out of town. And he says, well, we need Adam here for the game. And wow. she says, yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, he says, well, if he's not here for the game, you know, he, he's going to take an E for this as a project in the class. And that didn't sit well with me. So I went in the next yeah. Monday and I was like, yeah, I'm dropping. Yeah. And I got told, well, I wish I could go back to Minnesota where music really matters. And I said, you know, I wish you could go back to Minnesota too. <laughs> well, that's, that's a very interesting story. The odd part is through other venues of getting to know him, I actually became pretty good friends with him later on in life. Yeah. And, uh, and he's passed away now, but I, you know, he he was actually a really good guy. He just took everything a little too serious at that point in his career. Music is life sometimes, man. It, yeah. And if, if you're not there to enhance the richness of the sound of the marching band, then that just means everything, Adam. It well, just... I did feel bad about it to the point where I quit. Yeah. So Usually any time I've felt bad about things, I either quit or do it more, depending on which way the person that I feel bad about it affects. So can you quit more? You can quit more. You can absolutely quit more. Because 
you know, one of my favorite sayings is never stop, never stopping. Yeah, never stop, stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you can quit more. I've done it several Fantastic. times. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, one time uh, I, I really was in a situation where uh, they said, you need to stop. And so I just put the, mashed the gas and went, went further even about. And, uh, and stopped more? Yeah, I stopped more. I stopped harder. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I got told one time that with my current work ethic, I couldn't. Uh, this was also in high school. I could yeah. not pass the next level of math class, so I didn't take it. And e- <laughs> even though, even though my, my teacher was like, well, that's not what I meant at all. You did really well in this class. I just, you can't skate through like you did. I'm like, no, if I'm going to fail, I'm just not going to do it. That's right. I mean, I'm not going to set myself up. I had a college professor tell me that I probably had the worst scores that he's ever seen in an in a, uh, advanced math class. And I pointed out to him, well, you still gave me a C plus. So, yeah. And I said, have you ever failed anybody? He's like, lots of people. I'm like, well, you mean to tell me that you're telling me I'm the most terrible out of all these, <laughs> but yet you failed people? Well, you've got a lot of potential. I'm like, well, I don't mind getting a C plus based on potential. That sounds like a win to me. Yeah. You know, just, I guess, your apathetic ways right. paid he, off. He said, I knew you can do so much more. And I'm like, I kind of got a lot of things going on right now, but I'm not real concerned about differential equations. I'm not going to yeah. lie. And still not, I'm guessing? Still not. You know, I've been an engineer for 20 years. I don't think I've ever used anything that I learned in any of my advanced math classes. Trigonometry has been about the most handy class. That's about it. You know, I've always looked at math as a way to learn how to problem solve. Right. It not, it's not actually about doing the math. And I've tried to explain this to my kids, and I, I think it's gotten through to them a little bit that this is more about the process of learning to solve a problem. Right. It's not about, you know, do you know where the one goes when you right. do this or that? I said, it, it is. I mean, that's what they're trying to get you to do. But so, this is more about problem solving. So that's the dirty little secret about what I do as far as being an engineer. You don't have to have the answers. You just have to know where to find them. Right. That's it. That's purely it. Well, I think that's kind of everything because that's, yeah. that's my job in a nutshell. Yeah, I just have to know where to find them. I don't know the answers. Shit. Most of the time, I don't even know what I had for lunch the day before. But... uh I guess I'm an engineer and it works. I mean, good thing I don't actually do anything that uh, requires uh, human or, or uh, safety anymore. So, because, you know, I did, I was an engineer for 10 years for an aerospace company for airplanes, and that's, uh, eh, I never stressed out about it, but people have asked that question. They're like, well, what was it like to know that if you made a mistake? I'm like, I worked in galleys and insulation. If I made a mistake, people were either cold or didn't get their coffee. Yeah. So, well, and you did mention that you're a lot of, to blame for the bathrooms in certain Yeah, sizes, yeah, yeah. Things. We've been there before, so. So, you know, they could also get sucked out through that little hole. <sighs> so that could have been bad. That could have been bad. Had I, so if I forgot to carry the two one time and the amount of suction and uh, negative pressure generated by that, someone could have been sucked out. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Had I not, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I didn't drink more when I was at Boeing, but I'm sad I didn't, I, I, you know, I'm not sad I drank less, yeah. Well, you can't, you can't do less in that situation. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the bare minimum sometimes is all you need because sometimes people will do just enough to not get fired. That's their only motivation. Yeah, well, I've been in jobs like that before. Sometimes I've done things to maybe try and get fired, not... To test the waters. Oh, I'm a huge self-saboteur. I do it all the time, man. Uh, it's, I'm trying not to do it right now with my current job because I feel it. I feel it just tugging on me. I've got, I've got those, you know, the, the one on each shoulder whispering in each ear telling me what to do. 
and uh, it's so tough right now. But I got to remember, I'm not a young man anymore, and I'm, I'm not as spry as I used to be, and I probably should take something seriously. I, that's my biggest crux in life, if you've ever noticed. I really don't take anything seriously. Um, it's the reason why I'm no longer married. It's the reason I got kicked out of the several book clubs, and it's also the reason why therapists hate me. I don't take anything seriously. Well, you know, how serious should you take things? I mean, I've always looked at things, if it's worth doing, it's worth having fun doing it. That's right. And if you're not having fun, you should probably be doing something else because then it sucks and then your life sucks and why do that? Yeah, I mean, we're only here for a limited time. We have a, uh, a finite amount of uh, inhales and exhales we take. Why not have some fun with it? That's why I'm doing a podcast here today and I'm glad that you encouraged me to. Adam's actually the catalyst for this show. If it wasn't for him, I'd still be sitting around saying, I should start a podcast. Yeah, you probably would be. Yeah. But, you know, it just things just mesh. The stars lined up. Here we are. And uh, I do want to mention that we have, right now we're currently ranked in the top 300 podcasts in the nation. Yes, for we, comedy improv. For comedy improv. Which it is improv. We do not script any of this, and we do not discuss what we're going to talk about at all before the show. It's the same uh, it's the same category that Joe Rogan shows up in. Well, uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is infinitely better than us, but someday maybe, maybe we'll be. Well, better. maybe someday he'll be like, I'm on the same category. The sad, as yeah. Adam and Phil. The sad part is, I love Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan to death. But Joe Lo- Rogan has just founded the whole thing based on his celebrity experiences to begin yeah. with. Whereas Adam and I, as you know, are not celebrities. Um, we're not even paid to be celebrities. We'd like to be paid like celebrities. That's why we're doing this. Well, that's actually not why we're doing this. No. We don't do this to get paid. We do this because we immensely enjoy it. I like making people laugh. I like making people's days brighter. I know you do, too. If we could do this and it be my job and I don't have to go back to the corporate hellhole of being a fucking engineer, I would do it in a fucking heartbeat, and that's what I'm trying to do. Well, Passionate plea there. We, we like making people's days better. Yes. And yet every Tuesday at about 7 o'clock, we release this podcast. And so we, you know. Despite all that. Never stop stopping. We're trying to make your day better and inadvertently we make a lot of people's days worse. It's okay. It yeah. happens. Yeah. I, I mean. It could very well be that our podcast is just uh, going to be the bedrock of a course someday in college on what not to do. We could be a warning for others. You know, I've always, I, I look at it like this. Let, let's put it in this realm. So if, you, if we were minors and we were. Wait, wait, wait. Like minors working in a mine, not like under, under 21. Right. Okay. Right. If, we were, if we were mining ore. For something. Yeah. Would we and take a canary? Of course. Yeah. You always have to have the canary. And if yeah. that canary dies, get the fuck out. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So if we were miners mining an ore and somebody came along with dynamite. And they said, we can save you a whole bunch of time, but there may be some people in wheelchairs. That's kind of what we do here. That's, that's, that's exactly what we do here. I don't know whether we're the dynamite, whether we're the choice, or whether we're the people in wheelchairs in this story, though. We, I think we're kind of all three, and I think we cause all three. Yeah. Sometimes we mine and we find a diamond. Yeah. And, and it's great. And other times, we bring in the guy with the dynamite, and there's a whole bunch of people in wheelchairs. And all we find is petrified dinosaur shit. Yes. Because it's bound to happen. Why doesn't anybody ever come forth and say, I've never seen an article about somebody finding petrified dinosaur shit. Well, it's got to be everywhere. It has to be somewhere, right? Maybe it's actually, I mean, maybe it's actually everything. Um, technically, fossil fuels are a renewable resource. I mean, people don't want to view it that way, but well, yeah. the earth will make more. Yeah, every day. So, 
I so, mean, but, things have been dying for but, a long time. So if you have an article about petrified dinosaur crap that you can send us, pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. That's the letters Pico, November, what's the third one? Alpha. No. Let's come up with something better than Armadillo. Alpha. Armadillo. Pico, November, Armadillo, podcastexpress at gmail.com, or the much more maligned and actually used more, pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. I, and that's the one that I'm hoping that people start using. Just pick that one up a little more. Yeah, I just because I I kind of like it. I, I'm not happy about the fact that we had to go with arsehole. I'm not either. And I apologize to everyone out there, but write write Google and write your center. Hey, let me tell you how extreme this is. My freaking mother was upset. We had to go with arsehole. She's like, you guys couldn't actually use asshole, and I'm like, I know it's 2021, and you can't put asshole in your fucking email address. Yeah. When, Unbelievable. When so many of us are assholes. So the government's taken away everything but the upper class and the extreme lower class. Middle class is no longer, but yet we can't use asshole in the fucking name of a goddamn email address. In, in a podcast that every week when I launch this thing, I check off the explicit, the explicit podcast. We're really not. We don't get into the blue comedy. We drop some F-bombs. It's mainly my, yeah, my F-bombs because I do because... My frustration is I do a lot of broadcast, I do a lot of radio, I do a lot of everything else. I can't talk like this, so it's kind of, this is kind of a sweet release for me. Well, it, it is the main purpose of this yeah. podcast, is our own uh, therapeutic needs it of is. Just, just spewing random bullshit. Yeah, and uh, it's the most random you'll ever find, I feel like. It's, it's a very, it's a yeah. great collection of randomness. I mean, one minute we're talking about jerky, then you're bringing in... Peyton Manning's forehead and the size of it. And then we're talking about petrified dinosaur shit. Yes. Which I'm still intrigued by this. Why? How do we know what dinosaurs sounded like, too? That's what's always uh, kind of been weird for me. Uh, well, we got to wait until they find a recording. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's on like a, it's a cylinder yeah. of, that's made out of petrified dinosaur shit. And, and, and some guy's sitting there cranking it going, th- saying, yeah, you see? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, back in my day. And he was probably a miner. Yes. Because what else did they do back then? And he, he had a pet canary, dynamite, and he sold wheelchairs in his spare time. Yeah? Yeah. I think that's it. Well, what would you put on a resume from, like, the <laughs> back then? Uh, pretty good at digging holes. Well, let's see. You could either be a miner or... <laughs> Or you could dig for petrified dinosaur shit. You could dig for petrified dinosaur shit. Or we do have an opening in our guy who buries all the legs of people who have them blown off by the guy who brings the dynamite. <laughs> uh, I like to think positive that those people didn't die. What a, what a weird shit. We're talking about uh, back in the day what your curriculum vitae would look like that you had to send out to everybody. Uh, Jesus Christ. Ugh. You could uh, chisel your resume on a piece of uh, petrified dinosaur shit. And it just says, ooga booga. Yeah. Ooga booga. Ooga booga. Ooh. <laughs> so do you have a friend who's a dick and why? <laughs> I have a friend who's a dick and, and here's why. Basically, I have a friend who's a dick and here's why. Let's call this story Radioactive Boogers. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, back in the day, I had a, you know, in college, I went to a small school. They didn't really, at the time, have a lot of on-campus housing. So I rented a house off campus with one of my friends who went crazy. So I had one of my other friends live with me after this guy went crazy. That's another story for my friend is a dick, and here's why. Uh, 
He only threatened to kill us all. That's, how, that's happened three or four times in my life. But uh, so my buddy, we lived there together, and I, of course, find myself a girlfriend who eventually became my wife, but she was going to move in, and my ex-roommate buddy, friend, my friend that's the dick, moved out reluctantly. He wasn't happy about it, but it was a good... We were in our mid-20s and still living in our college flop house, and it was a college flop house. Don't make any mistake. This place was a fucking dump. So, of course, my ex-girlfriend gets pregnant, and we decide we're going to make this dump house, flop house, a home. So we're doing everything like painting, refreshing things. So my, I let my buddies always have the big bedroom because I didn't care. I only needed a small bedroom because I just sleep, you know? Right. So we decided the small bedroom should probably be for the baby, the middle bedroom, which we always used as the party room for whatever, and the big bedroom will be our bedroom. Which, oddly enough, the small bedroom that I used to stay in, being the baby's room, kind of weird since the baby was probably conceived in that room. Just saying. Huh. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle. So, so, anyway, so we go to repaint this room, this bedroom, and my friend must have had a habit of, of you see, what happened was, is he was picking his nose and he'd wipe it above, on the wall above his head. Interesting. So there were all kinds of boogers on this wall. So I'm like, what the shit, you know? I do what any human's going to do. I scrape them off, and I get some kills, you know, some, some primer. Heavy-duty kills, yeah. Yeah, heavy-duty kills. I lay the kills on thick where all these boogers were, but yet, and painted over it, but yet even still after that, like in certain light, you could see the pockmarks from these boogers. So my friend at the time worked in a shop where they did a lot of, work with a lot of caustic and corrosive materials. So I think the boogers happened to be maybe radioactive from whatever he was breathing in at work. And they actually came through kills, two coats of it, and you could still tell where each one of those boogers were. What a dick. Did you ever think about, like, stuccoing <laughs> Maybe. That? You know, so some, maybe it would just look like part of the decor then? Yeah. Like, maybe you shouldn't have scraped them off. Maybe they had healing properties. You don't know. <laughs> they could have. Well, we only lived in that place for about three months, and then I got the job in Seattle, and we moved across the country, so... And the flop house was forever lost, and Phil was forever launched, and I feel, the current iteration. I feel that they've still maybe had a lasting effect on you. The, it's weird, weird, weird when you know there were big boogers on this wall, and you've done everything in your power to get rid of that trace, and they're still there. It's hauntingly terrible. It's not beautiful. So I got haunted by boogers, man. I buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but what a dick for putting, like, who picks their nose and puts it above the wall by their head of their bed? You well, know, everyone picks their nose. It's what you do with the boogers. I tell my kids that, too. I never realized that being a parent would be mainly saying, get your finger out of your nose over and over and over again. Yeah, and you would think at a certain age you'd be over that. Right. You know, I could see if, you know, hey, you're 12, stop doing it. And then they stop. Yeah. You know, because at 12 they should. But at the inappropriate age for booger wiping that this person was, I don't think there's an excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse, especially for radioactive boogers. It was, I'm still talking about it today. I was thinking about it. Actually, on the drive home, it kind of bummed me out. I was doing 45 miles an hour because the roads are absolute trash today. And oh, I'm they're terrible. About, and I'm thinking about these boogers, and I'm thinking to myself, what a dick. What a dick move. I, but, you know, he used to do pretty, pretty well with ladies, too. 
Obviously, they never had the lights on, or else they would have seen his garden of boogers just hanging out there. Maybe they were an aphrodisiac. Maybe they were into it. Maybe. The, uh, are there women out there? Women are into... There's actually women. Sorry, not just women. People. People in general. doesn't matter what gender you are. They're, they're into some pretty weird shit. I mean, we did talk about foot fetishes earlier. We've, we've definitely discussed that one before. Um, are, there's got to be a booger fetish out there, one would think. Are you looking it up right now? I can only hope. I, I, I am not, actually. I oh, was okay. looking up something else for us. Oh, okay. Not a booger fetish? No. Okay. No, do, you think I, there, do you think there are people out there that, 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 that does it for them? Oh, I'm sure. Oh. Just, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. I concur. All right. That's a good bookend to that one. It is. It is. So... I would say definitely qualifies as a friend who's a dick. Yeah. And that was why. Well, he's the same guy was my best friend for a lot of years, and he's probably subject to, he's the subject for a lot of these, my friend is a dick, and here's why. Oh, most of my good friends are, but I, if they were telling the story, I would be right in there with them. Yeah, and just remember, like, for every story I have about my friends where they're the terrible person, they have probably five where I'm the terrible person. Because, oh, yeah. Let's just face it. I'm, I'm fucking insane. So you if, are. You, if you live with me or, or I mean, I, we scared JB away so much that he sheepishly asked, he's like, will you, he must be applying for something. And he said, will you be my, can I use you as a reference? And I said, dude, I don't know if you'd want to. And he actually came back. He's like, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, oh, Well, yeah. yeah. I and look good on paper. Professionally, professionally, Phil looks very good. And then you meet me, and you're just like, holy shit. Well, yeah, I mean, both in personality and appearance, you're a little off-putting. Yes, very much know. so. That's why I do radio. Yeah. So that just half of that shows through. Right, right. Just the personality part. Yeah. But, you know, you keep it together on the air and during this, <laughs> for the most part. For the most part. <laughs> for the most part. So uh, one of my friends said that, uh, <laughs> she said, the, the last podcast really lacked a good classic Phil rant. And I'm like... I do rant. I'm sorry, I do. People but at work are scared. They don't want to ask me questions because then I'll go into a dissertation. She put it in a positive light. Yeah. People love a train wreck. They do. And you, they my friend, are, train wreck. are like a hundred cars piling up on each other sometimes. I am. And it's fantastic. <laughs> my, <laughs> my life is so ridiculous that it's beautiful. Um, <sighs> I'm in my, what, early 40s, single, living a weird lifestyle. Doing whatever the fuck I want all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's not all bad. No. No, there's some good shit. There's some good shit. I, I need a creative outlet. Maybe this is, this is definitely one. As you said, this is therapeutic. This is a great creative outlet. I'm um, hoping we get creative at bowling tonight. I hope so, too. I hope so, That too. would be pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We can do that. We'll get creative yeah, at bowling. Yeah, we'll get creative at bowling. We need to bring more creativity into our everyday life. It can't just be all this one hour a week. That, that we bring that out. You're right. I mean, it's what artists do. Artists right. create. They create. That's what artists do. It doesn't always have to be good. The, the nice part is, is once you make it and become established, like a Joe Rogan, he can have a fucking shit show that's terrible and nobody actually gives a fuck about, but they're going to listen because he's Joe Rogan. Yeah, and he can go on for three hours talking about nothing. He could have Nicki Minaj followed up by the Mariah Carey Christmas CD and people would still listen. Oh, absolutely. His, so when you hit a certain point of that fame, uh, being an artist, being a creator, anything like that, 
a lot of times you can survive just on reputation alone. Uh, you don't have to put out great things or good things. I mean, look at some of the contemporary artists uh, that say painters and everything. Some of their stuff is absolute shit, but they can rest on the laurels of having those couple that were just in a fucking home run. Yeah, and that you can you can get a lot of mileage off of something like that. You sure can. I mean, I actually saw the other day. Uh huh. Where ShamWow is still using Vince the ShamWow guy. Uh, that's awesome. Even Excuse though me. even though he has blasted hookers, you know, right upside the head and whatever else, yeah. he is still out there doing just his a thing. despicable human being. Just yeah. like uh, just like Jared from Subway, just a despicable human yeah. being. You know that if Quiznos was still around, they'd be like, well. We don't agree with his child molestation, but we do like his sandwich selling abilities. We, yes, the child molesting stuff is terrible. So we're going to go the opposite way and stop stopping. We're going to find somebody that molests old people. Yeah. And they'll be our spokesperson. We're going to go the opposite direction. Boy, that would be an awkward... Uh, Interview? Awkward court case. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of things I could say, but... I, I do have some sense of uh, <laughs> keeping my mouth shut. Decorum here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was a weird spiel by me, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go the opposite direction. <laughs> so if you do molest old people, but you'd like to advertise your AFC home on the podcast. Quiz, Quiznos and Blimpies is looking too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We will never get an AFC home to advertise on our podcast after that. <laughs> I got to think they wouldn't have a huge advertising budget because, I mean, it's pretty much a one-in and one-out situation. Well, yeah. yeah. It's not like they're looking for a lot of new clients. <laughs> Transitioning to a new lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> Are you near the afterlife? Come see us. Do you need to downsize from your home to a small apartment before you go into an even smaller apartment? See what you did there, and I love it. <laughs> An even smaller apartment. <laughs> you can you can use the uh, P and A advertising service if uh, if you so need for your <sighs> advertising uh, dollars, capabilities, whatever it is. <laughs> it just left me uh, pretty speechless there. Me too. I, I was actually pretty proud of that. That was good. That was good. That was. One of your top, that's, when we do a, a greatest hits for the show, that clip probably has to be in there. Because yeah, you, you also did it in your commercial voice, because I know your commercial read voice, because we, we both worked for the radio station to yeah. do commercial reads, so. <laughs> I heard one of yours the other day, by the way. <laughs> I know. Uh, did I tell you about the one Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie gives me this commercial, and it's two guys, and they're talking about, you know, um, the one guy says, well, my partner, he got a great deal. I'm like, Eddie, is this character supposed to be gay? This is really progressive for our area. <laughs> and he read it, and it kept referring to he, he, he. And I'm like, should I read it as a gay guy? And Eddie's like, no. I'm like, I could, Eddie. It seems like the intent of the copy that's in my hand right now. Well, maybe you should have done two reads. Then they could have played them both and reached all audiences. I got one for my partner, and he really enjoys it. Yeah, I don't even want to know what the product is at this point. It was a cell phone company. 
Jeez, Pete. That's what he didn't have me read it. He said, "Nope, nope, not gonna have you read this." So he had me read for the end. It says, "End radio voice announcer guy." So I read for that part of the commercial. But I'm like, Eddie, these are two guys talking, and this one's like, "Well, I got one for my partner. He really enjoys it." Then it's like, he loves it. We love each other, and I'm like, "Did is this a?" Error or is this the intent of is this? Is this the direction we're going? Yeah, here? I, and I t- always tell Eddie, I you know when Eddie's directing me for commercials, I'm like, what's my motivation here? What you know, give me my motivation. What am I supposed to be? And he's like, get the damn commercial done. That's what usually he says. He's like, yeah. stop being a fucking idiot. And read the goddamn copy. I'm like, well, am I supposed to be excited? Am I supposed try to not be, to sound like an idiot? Am I supposed to be homoerotic? Am I supposed <laughs> to be you know? Well, you're always going to be homoerotic, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Oh! by the way, listen to episode two, Drink. Yes, Drink. Uh, at, least, at least we partake in that. We have not gotten that one in yet this episode, I just realized. No. And we're a good half hour in probably, so. Almost exactly a half hour in. Good on you. My internal clock still works somewhat. Yeah, even when we're just rambling. <laughs> so we've really not talked about anything yet. Do we have any anything that's grinding your gears or... Just still work. The corporate world's really bumming me out right now, man. I, I'm, I'm rather flourishing. Yeah, the, yeah. I, I'm, I'm liking it right now because I've, I've been my own boss for so long. Yeah, and like, I hate to say it when you do something good and you're your own boss, you get sore trying to pat yourself on the back. So it, it's kind of nice to have some uh, to get those attaboys. You're liking those attaboys. Yeah, you know. So inherently, I want to do a good job. There's no doubt about it. But I also don't want to have to do much, if right. that makes well, any sense. Doing a good job does not mean doing a lot. Like, I take a lot of pride in the work that I do actually do, but I take no pride in work that I don't want to do or don't. Right. Because why? Exactly. Well, that goes back to my whole theory of if you're not enjoying what you're doing, then do something else. And I really enjoy this podcast, so find us a sponsor. We, we only asked to get to 120, 150th of Joe Rogan's level financially yeah i mean i don't even know that we need that i'm trying to do the math in my head but again didn't take that other math class that my instructor told me i wouldn't do well in so math is hard let's just he just signed a 200 million dollar contract so let's just say one we're trying to get on the one 200th level of what joe rogan is. yeah yeah i'd be okay with that (laughs) i'd be okay with that so if you'd like to sponsor one 200th of joe rogan and i would say i would dare say that we are one two hundredth of the quality of his podcast. I easily. I would give us. I would give us two two hundredths. So one one hundredth. Wow. I would give us that. Yeah, we, I would. We've say come so. a long ways. This is episode number E seven two four six seventeen alpha. And there's two of us, which means that we're really one fiftieth of his podcast. That's right. And if you use the least common denominator, we're there, baby. We're yeah. there. We should be making $100 million doing this. Yeah. But it all starts with you at home. If you're listening to this and uh, you would like to make us millionaires, as I've mentioned before, not many people know a millionaire, but you could. You could. If you send us enough money, we will become millionaires, and you would know us. (laughs) And we would admit to knowing you. We'd send you a Christmas card. This is my third favorite plea we've ever done. Well, I've been part of online, but go ahead. Proceed well, Christmas well, card. Christmas cards. We will call and leave you a personalized voicemail. I tell you what, if you make us a millionaire, we will take the fucking picture for the Christmas card for you to send out with you. I forgot to mention this on air, but um, my brother wanted to sponsor 
a short segment, the $5 sponsorship. Go, yes, that's out there. Yep, yep, yep. He just wants you to say, Daddy, and then sponsored by Scott Filkins. <laughs> Daddy. Sponsored by Scott Filkins. Fantastic. $5. <laughs> Boom. Everyone is now $5 closer to knowing millionaires. <laughs> and I, I guarantee that's not something you could have said before this podcast started. Just to say daddy and get paid $5 for it? Yeah. Normally something physical has to happen as well as those words before I make money. Exactly. Well, I didn't tell you about the other part of the deal, mm. but now you're contractually obligated to fulfill that. Oh, good <laughs> So, yeah. I'm tired of getting fulfilled. <laughs> I I don't think it was past. I think he just said something about fulfill. Oh oh, jeez, <laughs> boy, that went from zero to a hundred. Or a hurry. fill full. It was something like that, or all of the above. Well, I'm quit quitting and going the other direction here. I guess I don't know, man. My mind's a little blown. This has been a very scattered podcast, more so than normal, but. It's because I've got a lot going on up here, but nothing specific. There's something that I cannot quite nail down that's really grinding my gears right now. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the general shape of, of what's going on in the external world, if it's an internal battle. I've been sleeping like shit lately. I know that. Um, I have these weird dreams. It's kind of a, a, a mashup of, uh, of, of very uh, erotic pornography Star Wars, and um, some random things that happened events when I was a kid. Princess Leia, Jabba the Hutt scene? That's been in there before. Unfortunately, I've been both characters, too, though, in my dreams. Well, yeah. So, it's, it's real weird. It's, yeah. it's a hard one to contend with. I think I'm realizing my own mortality. Well, yeah, we're, you know, we're all dying. Yeah. I don't know if... Sorry to bring you all down, but you are. <sighs> So I mean, why not spend an hour of your day <laughs> blowing it with us? Since you have a limited amount of time on this earth, why not listen to us for an hour? <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> on that note, your the hourglass is running out on your chance to know a millionaire. So <laughs> let's get on PayPal. Especially so I to point back. Yeah, let's, I have no one to tell me no. So things are going a little bit. I'm going to get weird with it. I think the rest of my life, things are going off the rails a little <laughs> bit. So, not to say I don't do hard drugs or anything like that, but I take some chances here or there. You know, I yeah. do some. I, I partake in some questionable activities from here to the, you know, like, time to time. Like, hey Phil, you want to do a podcast? Sure. Oh, Jesus, I know, right? Oh. You you've definitely made better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I have made better decisions. Uh, I mean, you've made worse. I've made way worse decisions. But, way worse. yeah. Way worse. You know what I was thinking about the other day? The other day. So when I was in high school, I was a junior in high school. We had, uh, now mind you, the in internet was in its infancy. It was only a fad at that time, or supposedly going to be a fad. Yeah. And uh, so we had just finally gotten computers at my school. As a matter of fact, to, to put it into context, I took typing two years earlier, and it was actually on a real typewriter. Yeah, I had that too. I had a typing, uh, a typing class. So right. we're, we're kind of aging ourselves a little bit here. Yeah, we had the, the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had all that going on. I mean, on. you got AOL disk like once a week, every week in your mail. Yeah. And so. Remember you could go to Kmart and get that blue light internet that was free for a while, and then yeah. they charged like 10 bucks for it? And Bastards. Yeah. So that's one thing I really cashed in on was my, my 12 CDs for a penny and internet for free. 
That, those, that was the 90s deluxe for me right there. I owe Columbia House so much money. So much money. At least $12. Yeah. I told you what I used to do, right? Here's why I'm the dick in my buddy's story, because the same radioactive booger guy was always big into Columbia House. So from then on, it was actually you were considered a member. They'd send you a new CD every month. Well, you either had to, if you opened it and wanted it, you paid for it. But it was like 12 13 bucks. Right. So if you didn't want it, you just sent it back. I'd always fucking open, I'd get drunk and open them up for him. And that's how he ended up with like Tori Amos and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, you dickhead. Uh, what am I going to do with a copy of the Mannheim Steamrollers? I don't think I ever got to the point where they actually sent me more stuff because I'd get the, I'd get the 12 and then I was just done with them. Yeah, 12 for a penny. <laughs> yeah. Join Columbia House today. That, that was. It was always it, it was, was on the back of every magazine. It was always that. So there were five things I was enamored with when I was a kid. One was any adverts for tobacco products because everybody in every vintage tobacco product ad looked like they were having substantially more fun than I've ever had at any point in my life. Yeah. Now, could you imagine if people today had to wait like we did for stuff like? You'd order that Columbia House stuff. You'd tear the, the section off, and you'd yeah. select your, 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 disc, your albums yeah, yeah, that yeah. you wanted. And then you'd send it in, and four to six weeks later... Your shit would arrive in the mail. You'd get it in the mail. And you'd almost forget about it. Like, you've signed up for Columbia House like three times yeah. since you sent that in. And, and you've selected it, nine of the same CDs all three times, and then three variants. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Metallica was always one on right. there, Guns N' Roses. You know, in the rock genre that I would pick. Of course. And... But could you imagine if people now, you know, kids today, they, they can go and download those 12 albums in like 12 seconds and, and pay nothing and for And my, you see, since things of shit hits the fan, like, you used to order your shit from Amazon. It would come from anywhere on the globe, and you'd have it in two days. Yeah. People lost their fucking shit when all this started, and Amazon's like, well, things are going to take a week now. And yeah, they're like, like oh, yeah. oh, my shower curtain won't be here until next week. Yeah. Yeah, it... Uh, Oh, and in the meantime, I can watch unlimited television that's through right. my Prime account? Yeah, streaming you know, and like, yeah. It, it's, it's like that's the consolation prize. What the fuck am I even paying Amazon for? Exactly. Exactly. Jeff Bezos, you can get bent. Yeah. Guy, uh, <laughs> guy gets divorced, gives his ex-wife half of his earnings, and he's still, and then she became the second richest person in the world. Yeah. Third now. Yeah. What does that tell you, though? What is... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the funny part is, and I, I've always I've always looked at this. I'm going to bring the podcast down here for a minute, oh, but this is a good point. You son of a bitch. This is a good point. You go into any city. Uh huh. Who owns the largest buildings other than Detroit? Detroit is the oddity, but yeah. I guarantee you that GM does not solely own the right. Renaissance Rent Center. Center. No. But you go oh. into cities. What are the biggest buildings? Um, who owns them? Bankers. What do banks produce? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So they don't add to the GDP at all. No, the the shuffling of money has become more of a money maker than the actual producing of products. So when I lived in Pennsylvania, what blew my mind was the existence of the city of Wilmington, Delaware, which almost every credit card is based there, major credit mm -hmm. company, because it's the frickin' wild west of credit laws. That's why. Yeah. Delaware's so lax with all their shit. That that's where they go because that's where they can have the least amount of regulation. So Wilmington, Delaware, solely exists. It's a huge city just because of credit cards. So if you're on the road, 
and you're behind the semi with a trailer. Where do you think that trailer is registered? I'm sure one of those big buildings with a, a share, uh, with a holding company. Maine. Maine, that's, yeah. Because Maine is like $5 for a year for a, a semi-trailer. <laughs> See, and that's, some of this tells me this is really, really smart by the people running the shit, but some of this tells me this is really, really dumb by other aspects. What it all boils down to, the spin on all of this is, this should not be allowed or this should not be happening, but the reason it is happening, you know why? Guess who's paying all of these politicians these large contributions to their campaigns? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it was funny because when I had my company, I was approached by somebody in, and I, I'd done business yeah. with them, but they, they approached me like, they were in the Virgin Islands, and they said, you should really think about opening an office here. Oh, yeah, I, I not open an office. He goes, well, you don't really open an office, dumbass. You have a small P.O. box here that we get mail, and then we send it back to you wherever you're at. Right. But that's your office so that you don't pay any kind of taxes. Taxes, and, then, yeah. You know, I mean, it wasn't easy to set up and do all that, especially when you were already established, but it really made me kick myself that I hadn't gone that route before because... Uh, well, Adam, let's face it. Let's face it. Once you have money, it's a lot easier to make more money because you have the money to do things like set up these shell corporations and all this other bullshit. So... The rest of us that are down here struggling, that's what is wanted by the system. Meanwhile, the people that have money, it takes money to make money. I've advertised this for a long time. It We're does. getting way off track here. But anyway, the second thing that I used to love in magazine ads back in the day was, of course, Columbia House. We already touched on that one. The third, the sale for the hover, the personal hovercraft vehicle. Yeah. Like, you, all you need is a vacuum cleaner engine or motor, apparently, and you could build yourself a hovercraft. I was always intrigued by that one, but I never pulled the trigger on it because it was like $27. Well, and $27 in 1986 dollars is like 52 now. I, I really wanted to order one of those, and okay. I had my parents talked into, I'm going to build a hovercraft. Can we order one of these? I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get a hovercraft. Yeah, I, I'm going to be the coolest person ever. Yeah. And then I can tell you the reason that you probably never actually pulled the trigger, and, and this might not stick fresh in your mind now, but it did because it was pointed out to me that the weight limit on it was like 65 pounds. Oh, Jesus. I was at in my third grade. Yeah. And so never like, looked back. When you were old enough to be able to read the ad and yeah. wanted the hovercraft, you were too big for the hovercraft. It was already useless as tits on a boar hog at that yeah. point. You know, so when I, when I sat down, I sat down with my dad and we're going to order one. And he's like, uh, yeah, you don't want to order this. <laughs> and I'm like. What do you mean? Of course I want to order it. What do you mean? Uh, well, it'll only hold 65 pounds. I'm like, oh, can we get four of them? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could wear them like on each of my appendages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll load balance, Dad. Come on. You know. <laughs> 12-year-old me knew load balancing. I appreciate that. Uh, the other, the fourth was always the sea monkeys. Always the sea monkeys. So you mean to tell me, uh, so, so what happened was is these, they showed a little people like they were actually like little uh, humanoids yeah. in the water. And then you get them and you turn out it's just like algae floating it's, around in a bowl. It was actually brine shrimp. Yeah. And I don't know if they came back to life or just, I don't know what they happened They were freeze-dried brine shrimp. Is what yeah. So it's basically the same thing that you get when you buy the, the cup of noodle shit. Yeah. It's the same. So basically you're eating sea monkeys if you eat the shrimp cup of noodle, I feel like. They're tasty, though. Now, oh, so good. Did you Such ever, a salt bomb. Did you ever get anything out of the back of a magazine? I got. Uh, I didn't do the x-ray goggles. That's one thing you always x-ray. I did, uh, 
One time I sent for something and it just turned out to be a cardboard piece of shit manufactured somewhere that said it was supposed to be this greatest invention ever. I got rear view sunglasses. Ooh. So they stuck out a little far. And they had and, a mirror inside. And they had a mirror on the inside. Yeah. And I got them taken away at school because I'd wait for people to come up right close behind me and then I'd turn around and like scream at ah! them. Yeah. And it, so I got them taken away at school because <laughs> when the teacher figured out what they were and what I was doing with them and... Because it was like third grade. Think about the problems of the world. So third grade Adam Filkins got in trouble for having sunglasses with mirrors on them that allowed him to see behind him. Yeah. Think about what kids get in trouble for now. Well, you know, the ironic thing is we actually had a kid bring a gun to school. Yeah. He hid it in the incinerator outside on the, re- on the playground. Oh. You know, they had a thing where they used to burn garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, big old rusty piece of metal While out the While the kids were out there fucking playing, too. Right. And uh, he hid it in that. Didn't really have any plans to take anybody out, but he wanted to show somebody. Yeah. And somebody bet him in third grade that he couldn't bring a gun to school. He did. The janitors found it. I believe he and I got in the same type of trouble. Yeah. Like, I got a detention for screwing around with Riri sunglasses. He brought a twenty-two caliber pistol to school. And we got the same punishment. Now it would be a little bit different. Seems a, they wouldn't be able to take my sunglasses because they're my property and they would be afraid to hurt my feelings and maybe those are part of my personality. And he'd bring a twenty-two pistol to school and he would they'd shoot him with it. He'd still be in jail right now. Yeah. He probably is. I mean, it, it, let's face it. Yeah. That's a degenerate. Law right of there. averages. Yeah, that's a degenerate right there. I mean. Yeah. So let's just mention episode two again, drink. I was drinking. He was mid-drink. It reminded me of it. Uh, yeah, you know, when we were in high school, I went to a very rural community. Actually, similar to where Adam went. Adam's school was just a little bit bigger. Out here, it seemed like the difference back then between 20 more students per class, but it really doesn't make a yeah. difference once you, get, once you get a worldly view. And uh, during hunting season, we would have our gun. I remember keeping my shotgun in my, cl- my uh, locker in school yeah. back in the 90s. Yep. Yeah, it was not. We never had the intent to shoot anybody. We just wanted to kill deer and things that flew. That's yeah. it, you know? I actually got caught with a friend. We, we were in Detroit. Yeah. We went across the Ambassador Bridge into Canada. Mm-hmm. And my buddy's driving. And we get up to the booth and the security guy's like, uh, you know, are you bringing anything in? Do you have any weapons? And he's like, uh... Uh-oh. I, I do actually. I have, I have a shotgun in the back because I was hunting. Yeah. They let us go across with it. They just waved you through. They're like, "Oh no, that's okay." No, they they pulled us to the side. They checked it out and they're like, "Yeah, this is a hunting weapon. You were, you know, because he had all his hunting clothes and everything in the trunk." Right. And they're like, we, "We appreciate you letting us know." Don't shoot a moose, eh? You know, but that was that would have been like 1993, probably. <sighs> And uh, how have we progressed? Two, two of the guys with me had military IDs on them, and so that made it that much easier. Right. You know, but it was just like, yeah, go ahead. Enjoy the strip club or wherever you guys are going. Actually, it's not progress. It's the opposite of progress. Yeah. Uh, we've degraded, downgraded. Everything's gotten so much. Everybody <sighs> is suspect of somebody for something. And I can tell you, you know, for 12 years, I, I traveled all over the country doing business from yeah. coast to coast, Florida, you know, uh, Poland, the one thing I can tell you is that 99.9% of the people out there are good people. And they have good intentions. And they have good intentions. And if you just sit down and talk to people, you you learn this valuable lesson that 
oh, you know what? They're pretty much just like I am, and no matter what we disagree on, here's the there's so much more we do agree on. Here's what I tell my kids. You don't have to agree with someone on everything. That's not living. No. And if someone thinks differently than you, that's okay. When other people try to strong-arm you into agreeing with them, that's where a problem occurs. You don't push your beliefs or, or opinions on anybody else. You can argue about such things. That's fine. But we can all agree to disagree sometimes, and I think that's what has been lost, a large part of it. Yeah, and I, and I think that there's way too much. People, especially now with social media and all these crazy podcasts that are out there. And all these fucking podcasts. Oh, it's just a flash Lord. in the pan. Yeah, the internet's a fad. Um, but there's, there's so, such a need for validation. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel it too, though. I feel it too. Like oh, when, yeah. I, when I put something on social media that I think is, is great, hilarious, because I, I am, I mean, I'm a comedian. I am. I've done stand up. I do the podcast. You're I an do attention various, whore. Yeah. yeah. When I think something's fucking brilliant and just killing it, and I knew it over, I will spend hours writing a joke. I will post it online, and I'll get maybe like six reactions. But meanwhile, a girl that is attractive, but not like supermodel attractive, can post something of her being an attractive woman and just get hundreds because that's what sells, man. Yeah, and you can't do that. You no, can't no. post oh, anything sh- about being attractive. That's Neither how we make our can. money. They will pay me to take it down or not show it to them. Yeah, that's why when we get popular, it's going to be if you don't want nudes. That's right. Then send us money. Send us ten dollars. If you, if not, we'll assume you want them and we will bombard your inbox. Yes. Yeah, they, and they might not even be nudes of us. Yeah. But they're not going to be tasteful. They will, yeah, I was just going to say, the tastefulness will be very questionable. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it, that. Yeah. Well, it, anything for a buck. So, but yeah. My I, name's Daryl. <laughs> my brother Daryl. My name's Larry. This is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. Anything for a buck. The Bob Newhart Show. <laughs> oh, that used oh. to be great. <laughs> Didn't he wake up and it was all a dream? Yes. Because he, he was, and it ver- referred back to the Newhart Show. Because there was the Newhart Show. Yep. Then there was the Bob Newhart Show. Yes. How the fuck did shit get greenlit back then? I'm writing a show. I don't know if I've told you this, but I have a, my, a very good friend, Wade. We write a sitcom. It's very smart. It's a mockumentary. Fucking great. We've got like five or six episodes we've written. We've got penned out for another ten more. We've got straw-headed. Like, it's fucking brilliant. But yet, Bob Newhart can get the Newhart Show and then the Bob Newhart Show. Delivery. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that his dry delivery. Yeah. For, and I'm, I know there's a lot of people listening that are going, who? What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I think people but, do that a lot, to be fair. Well, yeah. Um, it's kind of our whole shtick. Episode two, drink. Um, but his delivery was so fantastic. It was so dry. I love Bob Newhart. Don't get me wrong. But those shows are so, like... Well, dude, have you have you went back and watched like late seventies, early eighties sitcoms? Three's Company, man. Cheese <laughs> Dick. Oh, Holy I know. cow! I watched I watched uh, Mork and Mindy. Like laugh tracks, laugh tracks, deluxe, and filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah, I can't wait until we can podcast in front of a live studio audience. So That's next be... next week we are at the Silver Tavern for Tuesday to record. It's not a live event. I'm not advertising that, but I'm just saying next week they will be open for business, and it'll be weird because we actually sit here in an empty bar and talking to each other. We put ESPN on in the background just so it sounds like maybe there's something else going on here. But yeah. really, it's just us having awkward conversations in the middle of a <laughs> bar room. Yeah, there's, thank you, the laugh track. Thank you. 
you know, I, they do work though. People do think it's funny. Yeah. When they, well, I was supposed to laugh there. I it's conditioning. I don't know why it's I did It's very didn't. Pavlovian. We've been conditioned in our lives to think when someone laughs at something, we should be laughing too. You know why? It's the fear of missing out, the FOMO. We think we didn't get the joke. <laughs> we think we didn't get the joke. When, yeah. when it's okay to tell somebody that joke wasn't funny. Yeah. I get told that all the time. Exactly. But if you had this in the background. <laughs> people would be like, holy shit, this guy, this guy's funny. Yeah. This guy's oh, hilarious. He's got, he's got that it factor. He is hilarious. I was laughing and I don't know why. Dude, there were 50 people laughing at this motherfucker. Even though nothing he said was funny. Yeah. It was funny. He was talking about jerking off in the shower, episode two. <laughs> Drink. People laughed. People drank. People got drunk. No, it is a, uh, it is true. Laughter is infectious. Yes. Because uh, I've noticed when, it, you know, when I'm around a bunch of friends, once we get started laughing, pretty much anything can be hilarious. Thank Some things are way over hilarious. Thank God laughter and yawns are infectious, but things like, you know, hemorrhoids are not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good point. But laughter is, you're right, and I've had days when I remember when I came up with the original concept and the work for the fart in a jar spiel and bit, I, that was a great day. I was with one of my buddies. We were driving a couple hours to my old apartment when I lived a couple hours away from here to pick up some stuff. We were just rolling the whole way and laughing, just about farts in a jar, but I just kept going more and more, and it just kept building. And yeah. It finally hit the, it finally hit the crescendo of going to going to Chipotle for lunch and destroying their bathroom. So there you go. It wasn't which, me. It was my buddy. Which, you know, is, is worthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, laugh tracks are funny. Laugh tracks are great. How many different laugh tracks are out there? There's got to be... You know, well, <coughs> I just pulled up a thing that, that is 100 different laugh track sounds. So... <laughs> Dude, so I know they pull people into a studio to do these. Do they get paid for this? You, you know, well, I literally think that they just tape them with the live studio audience. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they have the signs that say laugh, laugh or applaud, applause. or aww, you know. And they literally do or, that with... you know, masturbate like a monkey. Yeah, they literally do that with the studio audience, like, beforehand. Like, they hold up the signs and they get them practice runs. And I think that they... You know, they tape that, and then I think they throw... Because you, know, you notice there's always, like, that one person that there's is... Just, there's an obnoxious laugh in there. There's always an obnoxious laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you hear that. <laughs> the hyena. The hyena in there, yeah. yeah. I think they throw that in afterwards. You think they... Be, because what person in a, in a studio is going to sit there and go, you know, oh, I'm supposed to laugh here? <laughs> yeah. So if you or your friends know anything about the, con the construct of of laugh tracks, send us an e e email with all the information. And if you yourself have produced any of these laugh tracks, send them to us and we'll play them on our podcast. <laughs> like that was, that was Bjorn Bork uh, produced that one back in 1987 at a Cheers filming. I made that all up. <laughs> There's that guy that tails at the end. Too. <laughs> that he, he's that creeper guy. He's, he's Jared from Subway. Yeah. He, he's there to see the nine-year-old girl that's in the show, you know. 
<laughs> and then, then the guy that starts the laughs is the one to see the 87-year-old in the show. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're there for Wilford Brimley. He's the, he's the Quiznos guy. Whenever he comes on stage, they're like, Diabetes! Diabetes! <laughs> Woo! Diabetes! Diabetes. You know, one of the things I've always been enamored with is stories about old Hollywood, about some of these guys and actors that had this enormous units. <laughs> like, apparently Milton Berle had I was just, just going to say, Milton Berle. Milton Berle, apparently, and somebody would bet that theirs were larger, because apparently this used to be what people do. I guess if you have a large member, you probably want to show it off. Well, yeah. Any opportunity you can. I mean, I wouldn't know, because personally, I've never been involved in any of this and never had a large unit, but... People that want to probably want to show them off, so any means necessary. Well, I remember the story about Milton. Somebody, you know, got into a literal, like, cock size argument with him. And he only pulled it out about three quarters of the way. And that was all he needed. And his famous quote was, just pull out enough to win. <laughs> that's, well, how you, that's how you should live life. Milton Berle told you how you should live life. Yeah. Just pull out enough to win. Well, you know, I, back in the world before the internet. Yeah. You know, now everybody can go online and go, oh, yeah, mine is not big. Yeah. But back in the day, they didn't have that option. They couldn't sit there and go, they sat there and went, oh, I, I think it's pretty I've, big. I've had seven women tell me I have a big dick. Yeah. And two dogs. <laughs> Four of them were midgets. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. So, so you're right. How would you know if your seven and a half meat rocket was like, oh, it's large? And then yeah. old Milton Burrow whops out with his 12 incher and he's like, eh, Jesus Christ, you should throw that one back. You know, you walk into a bar and you tell some guy, oh, yeah, I'm huge. And they're all like, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holy shit. I've been, I've been keeping that's, the table. That's, that's literally the elephant in the room. <laughs> I've been keeping the table from wobbling with that's that. Right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, how did we di- how did we devolve how did we get into dick size? We started off talking about literal like actual good social fights and issues, and now we're talking about dick size. Like that's not a good social issue. That's that is. If you or your your friends have a large dick, don't email us. We don't no, care. No, we don't want to know. We yeah. certainly do not want to see it. No, we definitely don't want to see it. So here's another idea I have. <laughs> Here's one of the best things I ever wanted to put together. So, you know, the internet just has a parade of dicks out there, of dick pics. Here's what I think we should actually do. So they're called, uh, what are those pictures of, uh, when you put together smaller pictures of something and you make a A collage. Yeah, the collage, I believe it is, yeah. So we should actually have, we should commission a series of photos of every single president we've ever had using only dick pics. Are you going to compile that? Because I, sure. I really don't have. So an it's a collage of dick pics. I mean, Obama's would be easy. He's only been our only black president, and it wouldn't take very many of them. No. But other presidents, I mean, orange dicks, a lot of white dicks, a lot of dicks. Yeah. But just think. How about, are we going to find? We're going to have to get a lot of senior. But just think a lot of senior Bush in order to pull <laughs> off like the gray hair. Yeah, that's true too. So uh, I'm happy to give everybody that visual. Yeah, so just think about that, though. This whole thing put together a a portrait of a president made with just dicks. So if you look closer, you know, you you, you go to this nice... We'll do it in ultra-high resolution, too, so you can zoom in. You go to this nice art installation, and you're like, these are very tasteful and very beautiful portraits 
of our president. They're just pictures of the president. I don't get it. And then you look closer and closer and closer. Pretty soon, pretty soon, you, you, you know. Right. Mosaics. I mosaics. know Yeah. So a mosaics. So mosaics of our presidents using nothing that but really dick bothered you that we didn't have the right terminology. I knew that. it wasn't the right term and my brain we've said episode two a few too many times so far this episode, so drink. Uh, so mosaics of all of our presidents using nothing but dicks. However, the counterpoint counter counterpoint mosaics of all the first ladies using nothing but boobs. Very nice. Yes. So that's the second installation of this art series. And I then, like it. And then, of course, the, the, the last one would be all of the pets using their various junk from whether it be a dog or cat put together a mosaic of the yeah, White House of, pets. a lot of cat assholes. Yeah, a lot of assholes of cats. Oh, yeah. All cats are assholes. They are. Yeah. We, so we mosaics a, of all the presidents using dicks. I like it. Yeah. That's going to take a lot of dick pics. There are so many. Have you ever just Googled, like, dick pic? It comes up. I mean, most things when you Google image search, it's got, like, four pages of images for it. Dicks have 743,000. I'm amazed that you know that, but I'm pretty sure at least four of those pages are you. Perhaps. Not necessarily your penis. No, just, just, just a picture of me just sitting you. there. Yeah. It's just it's just me looking. Yeah. So it's my it's my like eighth grade photo. Yeah. Like, people are like what hey, a you want to see a dick? Yeah. <laughs> eighth a grade dick. photo of this guy. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah. You know that really hurt. And there's at least five pages of me. <laughs> 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 oh, you want to see a picture of a dick? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the Hormel Can Foods Dick of the Week. <laughs> What about, hey, have you experienced anything for a karate kick to the crotch for this week? Oh, plenty, but uh, I'd have to decide. We've got nothing but time, I feel like. Actually, we need to wrap this thing up pretty quick. Oh. We, we've, we've surpassed the one-hour mark so my karate where we ki- talked about nothing. My karate kick to the crotch was pretty much just my general week at work in, in its whole full aura. My, yeah. My boss is still being very type A. Uh, yeah. My my karate kick to the crotch is hitting a deer a few weeks ago, and now I'm in a parts hunt in a time Ooh. when it's kind of hard to find parts. Yeah, parts are tough right now. Just wait though, with these shitty roads today, a lot of people will wreck their shit. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I am really looking for like the front end of a of a uh, Chrysler Town and Country. So why don't you give the year? It's a Chrysler Town and Country. What year? It's a 2009. So if any of our 75 listeners out there have these parts we're looking for, send us an email. Email yeah. at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or PNA, that's Pico, Nickel, Armadillo, Armadillo Podcast Express at gmail.com. Yes. And it, you know, if you happen to have a, a intact front end, I have cash and... Uh, <laughs> And a wrench. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up for this episode. Let's wrap it. Thanks for hanging with us. It's been, uh, it's been fun. Hopefully it's been fun for you. And uh, I never did tell my story, so we'll tell it next time. I realized that I, I kind of non-sequitur to other bullshit. Yeah, we had plenty of that. That's okay. Anyway, he's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. This is the PNA Podcast Express. Thanks for listening. Make good choices.